0: When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit Instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply.
1: All right, it's a Ben and Skin Show 105.3 The Fan. We've just kicked open the door at Pluckers Levers in Greenville, and people just came flowing on in. It's incredible. Hey, don't worry, Colin. Your parents came by and got you a G-Bag flag, and now they're sitting down and having wings, so you're all taken care of. And Ben, I just saw a tweet. Jeff Cavanaugh of the G-Bag Nation says he's heading his way up yes. here. So. Yes. All right. How great is that? Get on up here and join us. Pluckers, lovers of Greenville. Uh, I think there are a few G-Bag flags still left, and of course, lots of wings to be eaten. So get on up here. we got a great college football preview coming up Texas OU weekend. Teddy Emrick is going to join us in person up here at noon, and of course, we're giving you a chance to win a thousand dollars every single hour here on the fan. So do be listening nonstop. But joining us now on the Buyersafety.com hotline, it's our buddy from DallasCowboys.com always doing great work he joins us every tuesday and thursday it's the great david hellman hello david how we doing
2: i'm honestly really mad right now guys because that pluckers is like a mile and a half from my apartment and i would totally be there if i wasn't you know at the star covering the cowboys well i don't
1: know what you're you know i think there's a giants patriots action tonight so maybe you can just come sit up here at the bar thursday night get you some wings and a cold beer and i think you'll be squared away that sounds amazing Um, But let's talk about uh, the biggest worries out there at the Star these days. Is it more injury-related? Is it more the general state of the run defense? Is it kicker-related? What do you think is uh, something that's bugging this uh, coaching staff and the Joneses behind the scenes more than anything else? Uh,
2: If I had to guess, it's probably the health of their offensive tackles uh, because Jason Garrett just told us that neither Tyron Smith nor Lyle Collins is going to practice again today. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean they won't be ready for the Jets. I, I think Tyron will probably play, but they're not going to practice, which means at best they would get one day of practice. Hopefully tomorrow. Uh, but you know, even as as bad as the Jets appear to be, uh, you don't want to play an NFL game without either one of your of your pref- uh, your starting tackles. That doesn't that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. So hopefully those guys can get right.
3: How drastically would you expect them to change their approach? both those guys are missing, and they know they're missing heading into the game. I mean, I know they had to deal with that to some degree. I didn't feel like they gave uh, Cam Fleming enough help, but how drastically do things change if they go into this game missing both starting tackles?
2: Yeah, and well, I mean, for the record, I just, I feel like Tyron's going to play, but yeah, right now, I think you got a game plan for everything, and um, you know, you should be able to run the ball against this team. I would I would hope the Cowboys aren't going to fall into a 17 nothing hole against the New York Jets. It's a pretty big problem if they do. So I think you can run the ball, quick passes. Um, you know, mitigate what the Jets can do with their pass rush if you're getting the ball out of your hands quickly and utilizing your very good, very well-paid running back. Um, you know, I, I keep saying, yeah, they could have given Cam more help, and and it certainly wasn't hundred percent pretty, but. I don't think the offensive tackles were why they couldn't beat the Packers the other day. So I think uh, I think you can get through this without just completely having to change your game plan.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think so. And, I, and, you know, you've got to look at every single game. And we're looking past the Jets because the Jets have been really bad. And it looks like they'll continue to be bad. And Philadelphia is on the horizon. But uh, do you feel like the – issues so far where they they've struggled with stopping the run do you think it's fixable in house in other words do you see areas where you think that they can greatly improve and it not be an Achilles Hill
2: I absolutely believe it's fixable in house because like literally it's the exact same personnel as the guys who did it last year like you know some of the role players have changed like Tristan Hill and Christian Covington are here uh but for the most part, you're talking about mostly the same defensive line, and obviously all the same linebackers. I just, I don't think they're playing very well. Um, you know, I think you know the linebackers specifically, Jalen and Layton. Uh, you know, we've talked about it. it. It doesn't seem like they're they're making their reads or taking as their angles or using their instincts as cleanly as they did last year. I think I think that can improve because again, we've seen them do it before. I then getting Antoine Woods back in the mix probably helps you, you know, helps keep them clean from a line standpoint. He's eating up blocks and letting them make plays. Um, I'm not; you know, it definitely hasn't been good. It, it wasn't close to good enough against the Packers, but it's all the same players, so I have to believe that they can clean it up.
3: Okay, so talking to Dave Hellman, 105 through the fan. He's from DallasCowboys.com. Leighton Vaneresh, you, you mentioned him there, and 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 I, I too think he can he can play better. Uh, he he misses practice today he's he's out sick or I guess that'll be two days in a row how concerned are you that he's not going to be able to play in this game
2: um good question well again for like I would assume he will play because you know it's it's so funny the way NFL players can handle these things I mean you've got a professional medical staff of experts whose only job is to get you right for Sunday so I would assume, you know, he's getting IVs, he's getting, you know, prescription medication. Like you can overcome an illness a hell of a lot more efficiently with the help of a team of doctors than most of us do. So, I would guess that he'll be able to play. But even still, like even let's say he doesn't, you know, I know you're not supposed to overlook anybody, but like I think you can get through this game against a winless team without him. Uh, he didn't he didn't play that great against the Packers anyway, but. Uh, Joe Thomas and Sean Lee, obviously both highly qualified guys. Uh, I just, I have to believe you can beat a 0-4 team uh, even without him if he is unavailable.
1: Talking to David Hellman, presented by Ford, the best in Texas. We do it every Tuesday and Thursday with, uh, with old Hellman uh so david do you think uh you know we we're talking about this with kt earlier he brought it up i mean the the two biggest components of the last two losses were turnovers and that hasn't really been a part of the identity of this team the last couple of years when you look at the turnovers do you think that they're more random outliers or that they happen because of issues and it's something that could be problematic
2: i think the answer can be both um you know Uh, Jason Garrett actually brought this up in his press conference today. I think he kind of took issue with the thought that uh, Dak Prescott is suddenly like this just pick-happy machine. Uh, You know, the interception he threw against the Saints, it's a hopeless jump ball in a Hail Mary situation. You know, he has one against the Packers that clangs off Amari Cooper's hands. So I see where Garrett's coming from with that. At the same time, I thought Dak made several really questionable decisions against the Packers. Uh, The one that he threw to Chandon Sullivan uh, didn't look like he even saw him there in the middle of the field. He had one that he threw to Randall Cobb in the end zone that wound up getting waved off, but I just thought was a pretty questionable choice. Um, So I I think it can be both. It's not to the point that I'm worried about it because, again, some of those are outliers. And and again, you know, Jason Witten and Zeke Elliott are two guys that you wouldn't expect to ever fumble. I think you could call that an outlier. Um, but you know, if you're if you're going to be throwing more, I think you have got to be more judicious with your decision making. Um, it's not something that I'm worried about just yet, but it, it is something to watch. I think.
4: So, Dave, we've kind of I feel like we've kind of talked about this, and and I'm I'm being very broad here, but just hearing some of the other people on our station, uh, we've kind of talked about this game, like the way Jason Garrett might talk about it and, like, hey, we've just got to clean up what we do. Um, so I want to ask you, is there a certain player or, or position group on the Jets that might make you a little nervous about this uh, game?
2: I mean, at the risk of sounding obvious, like, the way the way they played the run the other day, you, know, you can't completely discount Le'Veon Bell. Like, the, the Jets' offensive line is a disaster, but if there's a guy who can hurt you on his own, it's probably – Le'Veon Bell he's so patient he's so shifty so that's something to watch um, I would imagine between the pass game and the run game he's going to touch the ball a lot in this game because the Jets just don't have a ton else uh and then my guy uh the Dallas native Jamal Adams over on the other side Man, like ah. he can do he can do everything uh he's a safety but he's basically an extra linebacker his instincts against the run are insane uh he can also I mean he can cover running backs and tight ends in the passing game I would guess he's going to, like, live in the box in an effort to keep Zeke from getting loose. Like, that's uh, that's what I would assume is going to happen, and he's good enough that he probably can do that to some degree. So uh, get ahead on that dude, and don't let him blow up your run game.
3: You know, one of the things we've discussed is how bad this team's run defense has been and, and how it's really their Achilles heel. Maybe that's where they're most vulnerable. And we've kicked around the idea of would you be willing to trade a draft pick for a defensive tackle on a team that is maybe not going to contend and, and would rather just have the pick, and Dhammakong and Su is one of those names, or there might be other guys out there available on teams that want to tank. Do you think the Cowboys would entertain the idea of giving up an asset like a draft pick to go fortify their defensive line?
2: Hmm. Um, well, one thing I learned is never say never because I didn't think we'd ever see them trade away a first-round pick, and they did it for Amari Cooper last year. The difference is, and I know they didn't play well against the Packers, um, but I don't think it's dire enough that I would give up an asset like that, like not a first-round pick. I mean, you know, if we're kicking around hypotheticals and somebody's willing to part with a solid defensive tackle for like a day three pick, then that might be something that would interest me. But if I had to guess, I think the Cowboys think, again, it's all the same guys. Antoine Woods should be back from his injury this week. I think the Cowboys probably think that between coaching up who they have and getting one of their starters back, that they should be all right. Um, If it persists once Woods comes back, then it's probably a different conversation. But when it comes to, like, in-season trades, even though they did just do the one for Cooper, like, I always lean toward thinking it wouldn't happen.
4: Dave, thanks for joining us every Tuesday and Thursday at 11. Brought to you by Ford. Ford is the best in Texas. I was wondering, uh, quickly, A, uh, your quick uh, prediction on the LSU game. And also, if you if you don't have a Halloween uh, idea yet, I was thinking you could go as Groundhog Dave.
2: Ooh. Oh, that's great. That is amazing. And, act like, I need a costume because we do our TV show cover four. So uh, that's a great idea. Um, You're uh,
4: Groundhog Dave. Get it?
2: I do get it. No, I now I just, I like, it. do I need to dress like or, Bill Murray or an actual groundhog? That's the question. Or you could uh,
4: get very patriotic and you could be, like, Independence Dave. Wow. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm <laughs> usually the one.
2: I'm usually the one that's known for terrible puns, so I really appreciate this. Oh,
1: no, KT owns that market. You need to be Poxitani Phil and be Groundhog Dave.
2: Honestly, that's I'm going to get on Amazon when I get a free minute. Um, no, at I the, the, the risk beauty of-,
3: of this, you don't have to wear a costume. Just every single conversation you have start over and just like you have amnesia like the
2: dude <laughs> oh, who's the great. who's the guy in that movie that uh Phil Ryerson I knew yeah, you back actually, in high school
1: uh Tobolowsky, that guy's actually from Oak Cliff
2: He's like a freaking legend man he's yeah, been in he's like 9000 movies
1: Yeah he grew up in South Oak Cliff I think his name's Steve the Steven Tobolski You yeah, learn you like learn
2: something new every day man you really do Absolutely
1: or you, he could be the Today Game, and he could have some of the greatest. <laughs> Cancel.
4: Bye, Dave. Love you. Thanks, guys. Go Dave. LSU, I guess.
1: Yeah, what is he going to be doing Saturday night at 7 o'clock? He's going to be in New York. Oh. I, no, so, watching no. at a bar, I bet, watching that game. Yeah, he'll uh, find uh, a bar. In fact, that's something we should probably be talking about next, Benji. Listen
0: up. I won't sugarcoat it.
3: hey it's been a skin show we're at pluckers in dallas and man we love our listeners so many cool folks coming out we were we were just brought some uh, some yetis for coffee which are fantastic we appreciate that just met a member of the dallas police department that's a big uh honor for us as well you know meeting people that loyally listen and support our show and our station it means more than you can imagine so by all means please plan on coming to have lunch with us right now at pluckers in dallas we're off lovers in greenville and You know, uh, we'd love to meet you during a commercial break, take a photo, uh, say thank you for listening. It just means the world to us.
1: Yeah, and let me throw this out here, Ben, before we get on to the college football stuff, because Pluckers did something really cool. You know, we got some Tolos that live out in Lubbock, and their son, Cade, is here because he's fighting off cancer and had to go through surgery, and we posted it, and a bunch of people. So Pluckers stepped up and gave them a nice meal to watch the Cowboy game, and we had posted that. So Cade went through 14 hours of surgery yesterday, And it was very successful. Oh, good. It's a very positive step. So, shout out to the Tolo Campbell family uh, that are in town from Lubbock. But their deal is like, hey, when we get to Dallas, the first thing we got to do is, in the words of Ben Rogers, get some wangs for dinner. Let's do it. So, uh, Kate is kicking ass right now. A lot of people have been asking. We appreciate that. So, send uh, shout outs to some good Tolos. The Campbells is Kate is uh, kicking some ass out there.
3: That is awesome. Very, very, very good news. All right, it's the Ben and Skin Show 105.3. The fan, again, Pluckers in Dallas, stop by and see us. If you're in the area, come have some lunch. We got our orders in. But one of the things we're looking forward to this weekend is a little college football. So, Shippy, give us some college football music, and let's start tackling the games of the week, starting with the biggest one on the docket for us here locally, Yep. number six, Oklahoma Versus number 11, Texas. This is going to be Saturday at 11 a.m. I saw some numbers on Ellinger. Ellinger has totaled 391, 386, and 384 yards of offense in three career games against Oklahoma. The three highest outputs by a Texas quarterback in the history of the rivalry.
1: He's basically Tebow without the ability to heal lepers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He's He's got a lot of that in his game.
3: Yeah, not um, as good of a baseball player. No,
1: not at all. Um, and then he's not as good as, uh, at talking to kids. So you're saying he can't throw? So what I'm saying is, is that he is heavy on intangibles, guys. And uh, he's also really good at putting his helmet down and plowing forward. Uh, I, I'm optimistic that the Horns can win this game. I realize they're underdogs. I realize they're going to have to score a lot of points to keep up with Oklahoma. But I am optimistic about this, and I feel like you know, I, you guys know how I feel about LSU, and we'll talk about them in a minute. I mean, I think they're tops of the tops. If Texas, let's just say it's even, they lose by three or four or something, I think that that signifies that they're back in the mix, not to be one of the best teams in the country, but to be consistently good. And I think it will be a hallmark that Herman's – program has turned the corner i think
3: this game will be a real big indication of where they actually are one more note on ellinger he's thrown 40 touchdowns versus only five interceptions over his last 18 games that's awesome it's been good that's man. awesome man. it's going
4: to be a fun high scoring game too um and the great thing about ellinger is, and texas really up front with their offensive line they can play physical oklahoma doesn't like to play that way i mean and mark stoops the defensive coordinator has been gone right and they brought in grinch or whatever but but there's still not some physical defense. Texas can out physical them. Now, can Texas stop Oklahoma through the air? Probably not. Um, but that's why but te- that's why Texas has a chance. And that's what I say about Oklahoma, I think they're good. But who have they played? Texas has played LSU and hung with them. Absolutely. So I, I'm more confident in Texas going into this game than I was last year going yeah. into last year's game. That's a Let's great put point. Put it that way. So I think it's going to be a good game. I think whoever wins. Uh, we will probably be flip-flop when they play in the Big 12 championship uh, later on in the year. <laughs> I think that's how it's going to work. Whoever right. wins
3: this one will lose the next one. Right. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the next game on the docket. Uh, by the way, Ted Emmerich will join us at noon. We'll get a, a little deeper dive into Texas OU. He's calling the game. So uh, that'll be fun. Ted Emmerich live at Pluckers in Dallas. Let's move on to the next game on the docket. And I know this impacts a lot of our listeners, and that is our Aggie friends. Number one, Alabama at number 24, Texas A&M. This is 230 on CBS. Uh, dude, Alabama scored at least 42 points in every game. They're averaging 51.8 points per game. Unbelievable. Uh, Tua a tee, hasn't been intercepted in 148 attempts, completing 76.4% of his passes. Uh, he's thrown 16 touchdowns over the past three games and his top 400 yards in two of those.
1: Yeah, so uh, here's a kind of an open question to Aggie fans. And if you guys want to be uh, the Aggie and answer the question for them, I salute that. What are your expectations for this game? Like, what is an acceptable outcome? I mean, I'm not talking about, hey, we want to beat Alabama. I get it, right? Uh, Everyone wants the most awesome Christmas ever. What is an acceptable outcome for the Aggie fan that is looking up at that freight train coming their way? To me, the acceptable
4: – is not so much this game. It is I need to upset one of Alabama, Georgia, and LSU, who I have the rest of the way. Kellen Mond has the potential to be the most dangerous person in college football, the most dangerous person in college football because he can wreck a dream of one of those three teams. Hmm. But is Texas A&M going to beat Alabama? Probably not. They're going to beat Georgia? Probably not. They're going to beat LSU? Probably not. But that's why that's – that's my expectation now for Texas A&M is now to spoil – a college football playoff berth for one of those
2: three teams.
3: I think uh, A&M fans should be happy if the game is uh, less than two touchdowns. Like, if they can keep it to within 14 points. If they lose by 13, I think they should be proud of that. I mean, Alabama's yeah. 9-2 and against A&M, 4-0 at College Station. The last time the Aggies defeated Alabama was 2012 with a little Johnny, Johnny Manziel, Manziel magic. Yeah. Yep, those days are
1: gone, my friends. It was fun while it lasted. Do you, if you were to, if you were to wager, do you think Jimbo's there for the long haul? Do you think he turns it around to the point where he doesn't go sniffing around somewhere I, else? I'd have to look at his buyout. My, I just got a, <laughs> I just
3: got a text message from a, a buddy who's a big time Aggie. He says if it's close in the fourth quarter, that's good enough for us.
1: I think that's a fair goal. It's Fine, it's, if it's it, close to the fourth. Hulk do you game? think? Yeah.
3: Do you think Aggies are
1: glad they went to the SEC? I think they like to tell you that they are, but why? But if they, they suffer from it. On they Saturday. suffer from it. No, but they love to say, "No, man, are you kidding me? We, we're tech, Texas ain't our brother anymore, man. Screw them. We're in the SEC. You kidding me? We would we would trade that for anything. I'd rather be twelve so like, and zero in the
4: Big Twelve than seven and five in the so SEC. Like, so you want you want to every year so look at
1: your schedule and go, man, if we can win one of these five games.
0: Like that's so bad. That's dude. what it is. And
1: hey, I'm not beating you up, Aggies. No, I, I mean, the Horns would be in a worse situation. I'm just, that's just not, that's just not, it's not the way to go, baby. I know you had dreams of getting every Texas recruit because they all want to live at home but be on national TV in the SEC. You really thought Texas was just going to wait around and let you have every great recruit? You made Texas up their game. Let's just give five seconds of positivity for that
4: game then. Hey, Alabama hasn't played anyone yet either, so. All right. Well,
1: <laughs> Sounds Texas good.
4: A&M has the opportunity <laughs> to be, hey, well, Alabama did play Texas A&M, who kind of kept it close for a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. All Sorry. Right. Sorry. Call like us out
4: on
3: Monday. There you go. Sorry, Dave South. All right. Let's move on. No one on. ever says that. Let's <laughs> move on to the next game in the match in, on the slate, and that would be the matchup between Florida State at number two, Clems- uh, Clemson. Clemson puts a 20-game winning streak. <laughs> On the line, twenty-game win streak. They've won four straight of these meetings, including fifty-nine to ten last year at Florida State. I don't know when it happens, and I don't know if it's this
1: week. Clemson gonna get got. You think but, so? Yeah, I do, man. They, to me, the times I've watched them play, they've looked really shaky.
4: Trevor Lawrence had a great quote after the one-point win over North Carolina. He was like, "I mean, it's kind of good. Everyone thinks we kind of suck now, so." <laughs>
1: You're not going to get buried under the weight Um, of the expectations where everybody thought they were going to be incredible. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You've seen them play quite a bit. Have they jumped off the screen to you?
4: No, not really, but they're super talented and are bigger than everyone, and they're kind of faster than everyone, so you can't tell. Um, He's just had a weird year. You know, it's interesting. There's a lot of speculation in Florida State that Willie Taggart, the head coach, might not make it on the flight home if they get skunked. Are you serious? That's a 27-point line. And if it's one of those 52-10 games, I went and looked at his uh, contract. His buyout calls for the university to pay for 85% of his remaining salary. So Florida State would have to eat $17 million. Is this his second year? Yeah. Oh, my God. They would have to eat $17 million if they wanted to move on. So I don't oh think that's going to happen, right?
1: No, I doubt Because that it. money
4: could have just been gone to give Jimbo a better offer.
1: <laughs> like It just seems like Jimbo was dead set on trying to work his way into the SEC. He was. Jimbo probably thought... All own Texas. And you got to give them time to do it. I just have my doubts. Yeah. I All right. Agree. Next
3: game on the slate Texas Tech, which is always the national <laughs> champion. <laughs> At number 22, Baylor. Uh, Baylor ranked for the first time in three years thanks to a 5 0 start. That includes impressive back-to-back Big 12 wins over Iowa State and Kansas State.
1: So, it was it KT? Was it the Jets that made a power play for Rule, yes. and then they
3: didn't let him bring
1: in his whole staff?
4: They wanted Kingsbury first, and then they wanted Matt Rule, and then the GM said, the GM who was is now fired. Yep. said you can't bring in your own staff, and he's like, fine, I'll stay at Baylor, and Baylor's good, man. Five and zero. Their quarterback Charlie Brewer's been really good. Uh, takes care of the ball. Um, it's a good offensive. Versus defensive matchup here. Matt Wells, a good offensive mind at Texas Tech. They upset, uh, they upset Oklahoma State last week. Um, they're probably going to get ran over. I think the line is about 10 points in this game. But I think Baylor will probably run them over. Baylor's got a good defense. They've, they've rebuilt that whole thing and that, that weird culture change and all that stuff. And Matt Rule is probably going to be looking at an NFL head coaching job or a better college football job soon. If he uh, wanted to leave, he'll probably have those offers.
1: Okay, I want someone out there that has college football reference to tell me the last time that Baylor and SMU were both in the top 25. Man, that's just a weird assignment to give. Bro, I mean, I call that the Dave Bliss assignment. If someone can figure out the last time Baylor and SMU were both in the top 25, I'll buy their lunch at Pluckers today. All right. Does that ever happen? I like that. Sleep like Dave Bliss out of it. Well, dude, those no. are the teams that he left
3: when they were on fire. Next. Uh, we don't
4: have to talk about that one, Ben.
3: Okay, no North Texas at Southern Miss. Huge uh, game
4: for UNT. They really need to pull it out of gah, the dish. Yep.
3: All right, USC at number nine, Notre Dame, 630 on NBC. Ah, uh, yes, the Jared Sandler Bowl.
4: Well, here's what's interesting about this game is if Notre <laughs> Dame puts it on USC, Clay Helton is done. Really? And I'm not saying they'll fire him this week, but it's going to be – and you know what? Start to heat up a little bit in the college football world? Urban Meyer to USC. God,
1: so, uh, I, did, I don't – why did he leave Ohio State? Was there a, there was a body or what happened? I'm not sure what happened. Usually,
2: usually there's, a,
1: out. there's a body and he says he's having a heart attack and then he's back nine months later. I probably tuned it out. Yeah. I don't really
4: know.
3: Okay. Well, bring on the Urban Meyer. All right. Number 10, Penn State at number 17, Iowa at 630 on ABC.
4: My favorite thing about this, this game is that – really you have a situation where you're, everyone's going to be watching Florida LSU and no one's going to be watching Penn State and Iowa which some weeks could be a good game but this week it's like nah, no I don't really have time for that one because Florida and LSU are playing guys.
3: That's right number 7 Florida at number 5 LSU 7 o'clock on ESPN I mean this is probably the biggest game of the week I mean we we obviously are all about Texas OU here and so well, I am, and Ole Miss
1: uh, Missouri of course shut, shut up. up
3: man if you don't I swear to God So I am
1: uh, going to go to – I know, Ben, you're going too. We're going to go to uh, Salina's Oktoberfest. Yeah. Probably get out of there around 7-ish. I'm going to tape this game and start it from the beginning whenever I get home and watch it live because I'm that excited. I think this game will be an effing blast.
4: So I thought this game was going to be a little closer. And then uh, I watched some of that HBO 24-7 thing on Florida. And, uh, man, i just not a huge fan of the Florida quarterback, Kyle Trask. He makes me nervous looking at him. Um, Is this a
1: Nick Savage overreact?
4: In fact, in the next couple other things, I, I think LSU kills this game. It's 7 o'clock Saturday night. I'll be entering a movie theater to watch El Camino. No. But coming up next in the next segment. I will ask the question, does Dan Mullen, the head coach of Florida, have phone sex with his wife a lot?
3: All right, interesting question. What? We'll get the answer to that.
1: All right, our buddy Teddy em- uh, Emmerich just entered the building. Coming up at noon, he'll give you a very insightful Texas OU preview because he is calling the game this weekend, as he is apt to do. Been in the skin show live and direct from the Pluckers here at Lovers in Greenville and Dallas. Great lunch crowd already. A bunch of great Tolos have come by. They're picking up G-bag flags. They're getting their pluckers on. We're meeting, like, college students, parents. Our old buddy Bonnie's here having lunch with Mallory. It's just an unbelievable day already. And we haven't even hit noon yet. Oh, my
3: God. There he is, Jeff Cavanaugh.
1: Oh, my God. Jeff Cavanaugh's Ooh, in the house. Cavanaugh's here. Look at him. God, that is just sex appeal right there. That is yeah. insane. Yeah. I am really, really feeling the moisture, if you know what I mean. I don't know what that means. Because of the rain this morning. Yeah, it's really damp out there. It's humid. So, We'll get into the Texas OU stuff at noon, but right now with a sports audio drive through here's Tizzle. I don't know if you guys heard this. We have a new AC Green type
4: guy uh, in the league, Tyler Lockett of the Seattle Seahawks. What, has, he has some jerry curl? No, he's never um, had relations with a woman. And here's his audio explaining why, and I think it's a very commendable thing that he's doing. Here is Tyler Lockett, the NFL's hottest virgin.
1: Yeah, I'm waiting until I get married. That's something that I wanted to be able to do, and, you know, that's something that I'm staying true to and committed to. Is that a difficult thing to do, to avoid that temptation? You know, I have a girlfriend, and so she understands what I'm about, and, you know, she loves God as well, and she's cool with being able to wait until marriage. And so for me, as long as somebody understands what they're getting themselves into and they respect it, then that's what really matters. And I think that this is a healthier way for me to be able to go about that, just because, you know, I listen to my friends and stuff, and they tell me they
2: wish they didn't do it.
4: Schefter's so bored breaking all the NFL news that he's now started a podcast about the sex lives of NFL <laughs> players.
2: <laughs>
4: Normally that's just called ballers. So how about that? So that he's on a team where that's a supported thing. You remember Russell Wilson was – Holding off from Sierra for a while. Well,
3: why, why why, wouldn't it be supported? I mean, it's like anyone's huh. personal business is their business, right? It's I'd just be like, like
4: a, you're weak, bro. It's a <laughs> yeah. thing that we've seen people get made fun of for over time.
3: There was a movie made about it. What do you mean? like the 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> well, True. Um, I think there's never anything I've wanted more for all three of my kids, my sons and my daughter, than to go this route. To be wide receivers in the NFL? To just say no to six forever. <laughs> Like, uh, until you get married. Right. That would be so awesome. It would be great. The, uh, the problems that come from this, from when you chase, you know, just chasing. and then, Yeah, the way you feel when you're trying to make something like that happen, and then the immediate regret and the problems it causes, including childbirth. The hangover. I, I commend him. <laughs> I, I commend him.
4: I, I wish that I would have held off just so I still enjoy I still enjoyed it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now I'm
4: 31 and I'm like there's nothing more to look forward to. No it's, more websites left for yeah. you. It that's sucks kind of when you have to put on a mask. <laughs>
3: <laughs> even that's not enough anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's worse when you have to make everyone else put on a mask.
4: <laughs> now we were talking about Dan Mullen, the head coach at Florida, Dax old head coach at Mississippi State. Yep. Now on this 24-7 series with HBO you know, they're very clear that, you know, they, they go into the college football head coach lifestyle of not getting to see your kids, not getting to see your wife very much. Now, his wife is very helpful. She's getting, uh, she's going to make some food for the quarterback, uh, Franks, who was having ankle surgery. And they get into some weird NCAA regulations, but this is all being filmed on HBO. And it's almost like Dan Mullen had to cool her jets a little bit. Listen to this Kind of secret phone call that's not secret between Dan Mullen and his wife.
0: Hi, Babe. How are you?
2: Um, great. How are you? Beautiful. We're speakered up here, though. I'm mic'd and speakered. What? So,
3: what?
2: so don't what? say anything too risque ah. on the phone right now. It's HBO, so you could get away with it if you needed to. Yes, yes. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's evening
3: entertainment. Yeah,
1: it? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How is we it going to be something risque like that, or is it going to be me buying Tupperware containers <laughs> to
3: take to Felipe tonight for
2: dinner? <laughs> Probably more of that.
3: Yeah, and so, don't worry. It's totally legal. I've checked with compliance. I'm yeah. allowed to make him the chicken tonight. That's... And, you know, chicken noodle soup. Don't worry.
2: That's fantastic. Good
3: deal. Thank you, sweetheart. Apparently, um, he got out, though, and it went really well. So That's,
2: that's what it. they said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got all the...
1: Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Good deal.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm cooking for
1: him. Yep. Do you want me to bring you something tonight? No, it's Monday night. We got our it's like game plan um, nights. Yeah, so. your manly
3: deal. Yeah. Pizza your and
1: pizza manly. and wings
2: you can't mess with. You don't okay. have you don't mess with the routine. Love you. All right, love you too. Bye.
4: Okay, so he's going, would you just go away? Or would you stop bothering me? I'm having pizza and wings with the bros tonight. We're game planning for Towson. Okay, yes, I know that my quarterback's ankle surgery went well. I don't need the report from you. <laughs> That was the vibe I was getting while watching that. You could tell when they went off script. When she went to the Tupperware, he was like, oh, God.
3: What? I thought she was calling to maybe. What did you yeah, why did you take it there? You thought it was a frisky little thing? Well or? he had to
4: shut her down pretty quickly, and say, hey we're speakered up, so don't be
3: too oh. risque. She didn't
1: she didn't strike me as she was ready to have phone sex voice. Well she was
3: she, very methodical. If she is, she's a super freak. If she could go just flow in and out of Tupperware into yeah. that mode, that's pretty impressive.
4: Now, now one more clip we talked about yesterday with the strength coach Nick Savage in Florida. Who has the disease of voice and modulation where he <laughs> talks too loud and he's always in your face yeah. and he's amped up steroid guy. I'm not yeah. saying he's on steroids, but you know the, the whole, said that. Well, the stereotype of those types of guys.
1: I agreed with him. Here
4: it is, six AM. Uh, Florida Gators team's coming in for their for their weight room and starting their day, man. Six AM and he's got an air horn. And here's how annoying this guy has got to be to these
0: players. Florida! Hey, got a lot of juice
1: out out of got go
0: All right, he's
1: he's clearly hey, his name his name is not Nick Savage. He's doing Randy Macho Man Savage. He almost yelled step into a slim jim, dude. <laughs> yeah.
4: He said juice in the
1: cup. Yup, yup, yup. That is bam! That is seriously one of those step into a slim jim commercials. <laughs> what time
3: is that? 6 a.m. 6 a.m. And that's and how the guys players are, are just up. like yeah oh. it's that uh, that would make me not want to go on with my day. Yeah, uh, you know I, I would just, not I don't, play college football for free. Well, I'm sitting. My sons <laughs> have a hard time getting up in the morning sometimes. One of them in particular, I would buy an alarm clock like this for him. Like this yeah. guy should come out with his own line of alarm clocks. Yeah, I mean that's pretty genius. I would think it would get you up pretty quickly with his though. voice. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah,
1: that sound and Nick Savage's voice just blaring.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wake up! Wake up! Gay juice! <laughs> get out of bed, you, pee!
1: <laughs>
4: How you doing? So, as we know, guys, the Breaking Bad movie comes out sat. Well, it comes out tonight at midnight. Actually, it drops on Netflix.
1: Are you gonna see it tonight?
4: No, I'm gonna. I'm waiting. I'm gonna hold off. I'm not gonna watch it at my apartment. I'm gonna go to a theater and watch it the way it's supposed
1: to be watched. How are you gonna abstain from all the talk on the media's? People need to be
4: really cool on Twitter. They, oh, that they, happens. They need to hold off.
3: What are you talking about? i not look That's an unreasonable at it. expectation. I'm just gonna avoid, yeah, you Twitter need to avoid Twitter I'm
4: just not gonna worry about my job tomorrow. I'm not gonna look at Twitter. But I, I feel like that's well, the case for
3: anybody. If you want to avoid something. Don't rely on the world to not talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Just you personally remove yourself from anywhere you might yeah. see it. To me, I,
4: it's if, if you see something, it's your fault. You should have stayed away from it.
3: You know what I was able to do when the last
1: Star Wars movie came out? It took me like a week to get to it, Ben. But I kind of don't know if it's just from playing sports where you have peripheral vision. I could tell when a tweet had content I needed to avoid, and I just scrolled. Dude, like, I it. successfully did it. I was very proud of myself.
3: At Dirk's charity event, you know, we're uh, hosting this tennis tournament uh, during a cowboy game. And so we were trying to avoid it. We had been totally successful. All of a sudden, people started yelling scores out of the stands. Yeah, Derek goes...
1: Obviously, the Cowboys are up at halftime. Like, oh, I mean, <laughs> oh, Dirk, come on, come bud. On, Boy,
3: we cussed Dirk out like you wouldn't believe. It. I <laughs> put him in his place. Oh my God, and we were point <laughs> pointing right in his face, and yelling then at ben him.
1: Ben spit right at his feet. It was crazy. Yeah. You, know, you know what? He had
3: it coming. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. You're right. We've been <laughs> too nice to him for too long. <laughs> that guy's a jerk.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, two pieces of audio from late night TV to get you ready for El Camino. First of all, the Jimmy Fallon show, ah. and he has. Uh, a guy with a, a very low uh, bassy voice, Trace Atkins. He's a country music singer. I believe he did a, a song called Honky Tonk Donkey Donk one time. I hope but so. He came out with a choir and did the Breaking Bad theme song with lyrics.
1: God, I miss this. This is uh, pretty great.
3: Was a high school teacher till he got real sick.
0: Now he's Breaking Bad, now he's Breaking Bad.
3: Aaron Paul was his friend who called everybody bitch.
0: He was breaking bad, also breaking bad.
3: Started cooking up drugs, but they came out blue. He was breaking
1: bad,
0: making drugs his bad. Bought a pork pie hat, threw a pizza on the roof. Because he's breaking bad, really <laughs> breaking bad. Was a big shootout
3: and he wound up dead. You just spoiled
0: to do what the town <laughs> If you haven't
3: seen the show, never mind what I said.
0: Out breaking, bad, that's breaking bad. Breaking bad. Breaking bad.
3: Breaking bad.
0: Breaking bad.
1: <laughs> bad. <laughs> okay, that was Fallon or Kimmel? That was Fallon. Oh, okay. That's yes. really good. That was fantastic.
4: Now, Kimmel had Aaron Paul.
1: Okay, this is what I watched. Behind
4: the role of Jesse Pinkman. If you haven't seen it, you should have already seen it, uh, Breaking Bad. But if you haven't, it's fine. Uh, I'm going to give you a quick synopsis. They bring out Aaron Paul, and Aaron Paul basically hes kind of nervous, you can tell. And basically, in about a minute, explains the whole
0: series. And now you're ready to watch El Camino this weekend. Okay. So, there's this, uh, there's this chemistry teacher named walt who gets cancer Mm -hmm. his wife skylar is pregnant and his son walt jr really loves breakfast then um (laughs) he does Uh, then walt starts cooking meth to pay for his medical bills with the help of his former student jesse that's (laughs) we uh we kill some people with science i dissolve a body in a bathtub which falls through the ceiling and it was super gross. Um, Walt's brother-in-law, Hank, is a DEA agent, and he's after us. So as a drug dealer named Tuco, Walt blows up Tuco's hideout with science, then kills Tuco, who has a weird uncle in a wheelchair that rings a bell. Then Walt gets naked in a grocery store. I fall in love with Jessica Jones. Uh, Walt hires a lawyer named Saul who gets his own show works at a Cinnabon there's a scary chicken man named Gus. Danny Trejo's decapitated head on a turtle. Jessica Jones chokes on her own vomit. Her dad gets sad and crashes two planes into each other and we meet a grumpy bald guy named Mike. Walt throws a pizza on a roof. Creepy Mexican murder twins shoot Hank we kill a fly. Wait, 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 you kill a fly? Yes, yes, it was an entire episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> a guy who buys a car wash, gives all of their money away. Creepy wheelchair uncle blows up scary chicken man. We destroy evidence with a magnet. I say, science bitch. <laughs> meth labs, and fumigation dense train robbery. Hank figures out Walt is actually Heisenberg while taking a <laughs> <laughs>. Spoiler alert, Hank dies. Mike dies, Lydia dies, my new girlfriend dies, I get kidnapped by neo-Nazis. The Nazis die because Walt kills them with a cool robot gun and the trunk of his car because, again, science <laughs> b-. Then Walt dies while I drive away in an Al Camino, which is also the name of the movie where this all picks up. Wow.
1: There it is. Dude, listen yeah. to this. And I've so,
4: thinking about all of that stuff that happened, too. He,
1: he sat down and did the interview with Kim. Dude, Kimball was incredible last night. Uh, Howard Stern has a new book that sounds unbelievable. Stern was great. Then Pinkman comes back on, Aaron Paul, and he said that when they were shooting, they're shooting in Albuquerque, and they were telling people, and they were using, they're like, well, uh, Better Call Saul is on break right now, so we're doing this project that's not related. Uh, we're just using some of their gear to save money. It was
3: for a tour, right? Yeah.
1: Because the anniversary was coming up. So yep. they were able to shoot this whole movie without anybody knowing what was going on in Albuquerque, even though they shot the whole
3: series there in the first place. Is Walt dead? Yeah. I think so. So Walt, will Walt be in this, even in I, flashbacks? I think he's going to
4: be in it through either flashbacks or hallucinations. I think he's going to be in it
1: just like Obi-Wan Kenobi was in the subsequent <laughs> Star Wars movies. There'll be He'll be there for a few seconds and say something. And R2-D2 then, D2 will show up. Yeah. And be a hologram. Sh- shoot a hologram of yeah. him. Something yeah. like rewatching
4: that—it's that, like, oh, it's unbelievable that I was ever pulling for Walt. Like, it's like you yeah. rewatch it, you go, man, he was totally a jerk the whole time. Why didn't I pick up on yeah. that? Yeah,
3: I, I—I can't even remember it all. Like hearing all that, I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I need oh, to yeah. go back and rewatch it. I missed
1: things in the final season. That when know, did that uh,
4: end?
1: I, About five years ago. <laughs> yeah,
4: five years
3: ago. Twenty. Uh, uh, probably might be time yeah, 20 to go rewatch two. the whole thing.
4: Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, watched all, I watched all of the final season and remembered so much stuff. And Jesse's ego put him in positions, and Hank's ego put him in bad positions, and Walt's ego is the worst, put them in so many bad positions. But this would have never happened to Jesse if he would have done what Hank said. But he didn't do what Hank said because Hank insulted him, and he never took Jesse seriously. And that's what led to all this.
1: It's oh, not it's so great, I can't I'm, wait. I'm excited. Uh, El Camino hits theaters and Netflix this weekend. Ben and Skin Show 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next... Let's get everything you need to know about Texas OU this weekend from the man who's calling the game on the radio. It's our buddy Ted Emmerich right here on The Fan.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.